Peace, peace, peace. I am Phil Roundtree, and you are tuned in to episode one of my new podcast, You Good Man, with hashtag You Good Man, question mark. Now, for some who know me, you know that I did about 20 episodes of another podcast called No Booking Info. And so I, I figured that be, I, needed to, I needed to change. I needed to change. Uh, granted, I, you know, my co-host, I had lost a co-host uh, with For No Booking Info, and I was doing this solo. And it was like, well, what can I do to make this more me? Not to say that No Booking Info wasn't me, but it was two personalities that were joined together. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't give all of myself, even though I gave a lot of myself during that time. And so I, I figured that what's missing? What's missing out in not only the podcast world, but the world in general, especially with regards to health and wellness? And so I concluded that there wasn't anything really geared towards men. We know that men in wellness in society, they're, they're like, that conversation is not had. When we're talking about physical, physical wellness, we know that men aren't going to the doctors. We know that that conversation isn't being had. We know about mental health and how we aren't having that dialogue, not only with men, but just in society in general. And so that goes with emotional health as well. And then spiritual health, uh, more men are, are willing to, to talk about their religious beliefs and spiritual beliefs and other aspects of wellness. But again, overall, it's a conversation that's much needed. And so I was like, you know what? Let's do a podcast geared towards men. And not only geared towards men, but listen, I expect women to, to listen as well, because, again, you can get some insight into the men with whom we interact with and who you interact with on a daily basis. And so, bam, here we are. Hashtag you good man question mark. <laughs> I think it's important that that I talk, I say that title and I explain the, the background of the title. And so briefly. Uh, back last October, Kid Cudi, the, the rapper, he he went into a, they call it a rehab, I guess it was dual diagnosis for drug and alcohol and mental health because he was having suicidal ideations. He was having thoughts about suicide. And that started a dialogue on social media, which was a dope thing. Hashtag you good man. So other men checking on other men saying, yo, how are you? Is everything okay? And so that's such a conversation that's needed in this time because, listen, a lot of men, we hold in. We hold in a lot of what's happening with us. We, try, we cope internally with un, or we cope externally with unhealthy uh, methods such as, you know, drug and alcohol, overindulgence in, in sex and, and other, uh, other things that are, are unhealthy for our wellness. So I was like, you know what? You good, man. Because ultimately that's the question that... That I'm always going to ask, yo, are you good? Because I need that. For those who don't know me, I'm somebody who lives with depression and anxiety every day of my life. I take a medication, which I need to get refilled rather soon. Uh, I take a Fexer. I've been taking it now for, this is my, I just had my two-year anniversary. And from somebody who's been living with depression and anxiety for the majority of their life, and who's had suicidal ideations for 10 to 15 years of their life every day, uh, four to five times a day, to have it just stop because I decided to take a medication. That's why I'm, I'm an advocate. I don't want to say advocate. Um, 
if you need medication, which some of us do, like myself, then by all means take it. By all means take it. I don't get into the the oh the big big pharmaceutical companies are overcharging. Yeah, they overcharging. Listen, it's a, it's a fact. But ultimately, in order for me to be well on a day to day basis, me taking this medication helps. Now, do I think that I'm going to be on this medication for the rest of my life? No. No, I have no desire to be on it for the rest of my life. Uh, but some people do. Some people do need to be because they have this, in my case, a chemical imbalance, which uh, they end up having very low lows no matter what's happening in their life. And so, hence the reason why we need to be asking the question, yo, are you good, man? And it's not just men. Women can ask each other, yo, uh, you good, sis? Or you good woman? <laughs> we can go with that. So, so yeah. So this is this is the new podcast that I got going on. It's 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 just something that was needed. It was something that was needed. It's been about two months since I did no booking info, and it was just something that was on my heart. And you can't fight what you're supposed to be doing. Listen, I may get one listener. I may get a million listeners. It doesn't matter to me because this is cathartic for me. And hopefully somebody out there, they can they can take in some information of some much needed information as well. So that's pretty much what it is. Listen, this isn't this isn't your form of listen. I'm not a doctor. I have a master's in social work where I'm a therapist. I also have a master's in exercise science and I'm an online uh, online coach for athletes. But this isn't something where it's super formal. This isn't a therapy session. Listen, am I going to touch on content? that may um, raise the emotional level for some people, sure, it may do it for myself. I'm known to cry when I do public speaking, discussing mental health and discussing my background, I'm known to cry. But I look at that as, a, as healthy, as being healthy. And so, yeah, so, but this isn't gonna be so super formal. I'm touching on any and everything because any and everything relates to wellness. And so that brings me to my inaugural episode which is, what's the 444? Might be like, wait, what's the 444? What is that? What's the 444? For those, for those old school hip hop heads uh, and, and R&B heads, they're familiar with Mary J. Blige's What's the 411. And so with this, this is What's the 444, referencing Jay-Z's latest album. And so, it's funny where I'm at. Somebody's actually playing. It's, it's, it's rolling. I hear. I hear it through the headphones, uh, which means listen. It's a dope album. It's a dope album, and it touches on so many things that's needed with within not only the black community but society as a whole. But it, it definitely focuses on those who are ingrained in the hip hop culture. And so for me, somebody who's th- thirty three years of age, she's. I'll be 34 next year. <laughs> well, not next year. I'll be 34 in October. But for somebody my age who who recognizes and who's been a, listening to Jay-Z's music from the beginning, to see what he's evolved into, granted, he's 47 years of age. But again, growth is a process. It's a continuous process. And so we can hear where he is now at 47 as opposed to where he was back in 90, was that 96 with reasonable doubt, we hear two different people, as it should be. 
This is expected. You're expected to grow. You're expected to mature. You're, you're expected to learn from your mistakes all in the effort to uh, ensure your wellness. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to name this episode What's the 444 because I want to go over the album. I want to go over the album from a wellness perspective. Now, listen, I, you know, I go into lyrics like I'm, I'm again, I'm a hip hop head. So I, I love hip hop. I love true hip hop. Not to say what the young boys is doing, that the young rappers, the little Yachty's and the Playboy Cardi's are doing these days. But I'm somebody who looks to lyrics. I'm somebody who looks to, to the content and seeing if it has any type of substance. So, yeah, so I could go there. But no, this is this is strictly about wellness. And I think he touched on a lot of key things. I actually sat down and went, because the album's short, 10 songs. It might be like 40 minutes total. So I was able to sit down and go through it while I was grilling, grilling some chicken. Listen, grilling is difficult. I don't know who, <laughs> who said it was easy, but it's taken me two hours to grill chicken. And I just, I know that ain't right. I know that's not right, but <laughs> it is what it is. So I'm just going to get right into it. So the first, the intro for for the album is entitled Kill Jay-Z. Kill Jay-Z. And so he, he starts off strong. He starts off strong. And, and what it is, is it's such an introspective take. It's like Jay-Z versus Sean Carter. For those who don't know, that's his, his, his government name. And so he touches on so many topics um, where he needs to, to kill Jay-Z, who's this, this hip-hop icon, who's known as being this womanizer, who's known as being this, uh, I don't want to say drug kingpin, but involved in the drug game. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just so many, it's so many aspects of, of Jay-Z, and he's like, listen, in order for me to mature and to grow as a man, as a family man, I got to kill Jay-Z, I got to kill this ego. And a lot of us have this ego, which, listen, ego helps you become successful. But sometimes we, it also can help us become unsuccessful because we start to lose things that are around us that, have a, of, that are of the utmost importance. And so just some, some key things from the song that I got. Uh, let's say he talked about being a father. You know, now he's the father of three kids. Fatherhood changes you. Fatherhood changes you. Um, whether you want it to or not. Now, we're not talking about those who aren't involved. We're talking about those who are active because it's hard to be active and still continue a lifestyle that's, that's not conducive to, I don't want to say doing the right thing, but not conducive to, to living a healthy lifestyle. And so myself, I'm a, I'm a father of a soon-to-be nine-year-old girl, and especially if you have a daughter, like Chris Rock said, his number one goal is to keep her off the pole. That's my number one goal. And number two, because I added another goal, is to keep her out of uh, those, uh, those salacious, sexy prom gowns. Because I, I've seen prom, and I'm like, you 17 years old, and you're, you know, you're, your breasts are out, your butt is out, you know, form-fitting and what have you. It's just the, that idea of sexy. I, I, for her, listen, I know when she gets older, she won't want to do her own thing, but we, I hope... I'm instilling in her um, healthy choices, healthy choices. Not to say that it's unhealthy to wear those things. I would just prefer as a father that my daughter don't wear something like that. <laughs> um, but one of the key things that he said in, in, in this record was, 
He said, cry, Jay-Z. You can't heal what you never reveal. Like, he starts off the album by saying, listen, I need to be vulnerable. I need to be vulnerable. And me as Sean Carter, I need to be vulnerable in order to heal. I've gone through so much in my life where that I've kept inside, which a lot of black men do, a lot of men do. We cope by, as I stated earlier, holding things in. We keep it inside until it comes out in a maladjusted way. And so it, he, he continues on to you know, talk about how he felt like he was invincible and how he lost sight of self. He lost sight of self. And this is in the midst of him being a quote-unquote adult, him being with Beyonce. Um, and making clearly, as if you listen to the record, clearly he cheated. If you listen, they call this Jay-Z's Lemonade. I was like Lemonade 2.0 because he, he goes into some details about, about infidelity, which you know I'll touch on briefly. But again, here he has this, this idea, listen, I know what I want. I want a family. Um, I want to be viewed as a, a man of substance, of integrity. And so, yeah, I need to kill off Jay-Z, who's my alter ego. And so he goes on to talk about conflict with Kanye. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I don't want to say wishy-washy about it, but I, I'm just the, the, the dialogue to Kanye. I feel like this is something, if you, if you consider somebody like your brother, then you know this is something that needs to take place um, over the phone. This doesn't need to be put into music and, and things like that, because again, this isn't this isn't how you handle a situation where there's conflict involved. Because all this is going to do is going to raise um, raise the, the the problem. It's it's going to enhance it. It's going to increase it. And so his wife already tweeted out saying, listen, how are you going to talk about him like that? You haven't even reached out. And Kanye said the same thing. So, again, even in the midst of growing as Sean Carter, is he needs, still needs to recognize that it, as men, that a conversation needs to be had. Again, I'm not in that world. They're they not my homies. I don't know them. I, so I can't really say. But I know for men in general, a lot of times we do. We, do, we are passive aggressive. We may put something on music. We may say something to somebody else. We may not be direct with our concerns. Listen, I'm, I'm as guilty as ever. Uh, you know, I've had I've had relationships recently where you know people don't you know people don't know really why um, you know I feel the way I feel. But sometimes I feel like I don't need to even give a reason. I don't need to get a reason. I had to look at it, and for my wellness, my mental wellness, it's like listen, nah, I can't be involved. Um, in a friendship or a situation where it's going to have me um, not living optimally and having a, a, a healthy mindset. And so then he goes on, he talks about the Solange incident. Listen, he's saying he should have just told the truth. And then he talks about um, Eric Benet and how he almost lost her, like Eric Benet lost Holly Berry. Because Eric Benet admitted to having a, a, a sex addiction, which is real in society. People laugh at it. People laughed at it. Uh, the, 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 the reference to Eric Benet. But it's, it's legit. Like, sex addiction is real. And no matter how beautiful you are or the person that you're with, how beautiful they are, it still can result in cheating um, in other maladaptive uh, ways and in a toxic relationship. 
And then he also talks about future. You know, people who know me know my, my thoughts about future. You know, he talks about future. How He uses future in the reference of, uh, I don't want to be like future, you know, based off my ways of cheating or not being the best man that I can be and see another man playing football with my son or with my child. And so, listen, it's legit because that's a consequence of if you don't make healthy decisions and, you know, your person that you're with and that you supposedly love, they leave you there. They can go on to somebody else and it could be somebody else um, playing a role in your child's life that you may not want. So I'm going to the story of OJ. That's the, the second track. And I'm not going to touch. I'm going to touch on every track, but it's going to be real brief for some of them. Now, the story of OJ is deep. It's very deep. Uh, he starts off by saying, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay. Now, for those who don't know, OJ had a, a line back when he was at the height of his fame where, you know, they asked him about race relations and how does it feel to be a black man in America? And he's like, you know, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Because he thought he was above any, the, the racial... Uh, what was happening racially in the country during that time because he was a celebrity and his celebrity was at his height so it allowed him to to be in different places um but you know in essence oj still is i don't use the n-word and he used it throughout this song but you still n-word that's the, how you're perceived no matter how much money you have when when the chips are down that's how your view, unfortunately, in, in this society. Um, you know, so he does a lot of a lot of spitting knowledge. He spits a lot of knowledge in this. You know, he talks about don't die over the neighborhood your mom ran. It, it's like here we have, and it's so real, like we have a lot of black on black crime that's happening in our communities. And they're, they're protecting some turf or, it, you know, we talk about Chicago where it's a lot of gangs where turf is being protected, and it's just like, listen, your family is just renting here. If you really want to do something noble, buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. I, I went down Northern Liberties a few weeks ago, and I just walked around, and I was just in awe. Northern Liberties was a, a part of, it used to be called North Philly. <laughs> you know, North, North Philly. And you know, I walked around, and I see so many... Uh, high-rise apartments, some upscale apartments, and I'm just like, gentrification is real. They're getting us out of these communities where we've, we've lived for, for decades, and there's a new influx of people who don't look like us in these communities. And so it's, you know, it's, and so it's real. It's just like, listen, instead of, if you, if, if you are going to sell drugs, do something productive with the money. Buy back a house, buy a house or two, um, open up some, some type of property, be an entrepreneur, you know, be fiscally responsible. In, in, in the African-American community, there's a lot of fiscal irresponsibility if you let the media tell it and if you let hip-hop tell it, uh, because we aren't, you know, there, there's the perception that we aren't smart with our money. Um, I can't give you statistics off the top of my head. Um, but listen, you know, we have black banks. We have things that we can, we can invest in as far as our culture to build our culture up. Every other culture does it. I was just, I just bought me some cigars. I like cigars. That's one of my things. 
And I was, I went into a shop I've never been in before, and it was literally, and there's no exaggeration, four cigar shops, not cigar shops, four smoke shops within like, like 10 feet of each other, four on the same block. And so I sat and watched one employee leave the one shop and go to the next one. And I'm just like, and I asked, like, wait, how long have you been here? Like, we've been here about 10 years. I said, I see four of them. Yeah, that's all, that's all in the family. Whoa. Whoa. That's all in the family? So you guys just opening up smoke shops. I don't know what they're doing. Are you washing money, the dirty money? I have no idea. But it's like four smoke shops in a community where they're employing one another, and then they're bringing more family over in, in order for their family to be successful. Because it's about, it's about cultural empowerment. It's about generational wealth. Jay-Z made the reference to, to Jews owning a, a, a lot of society. And you know they called him an anti-Semitic. I didn't get that from that. Uh, I think it's just stating, you know, it's an astute observation. When I go to Ballard Kenwood and, and Wynwood and I'm, I'm driving around and I see, a, I see uh, synagogues, uh, I see a lot of Jewish individuals um, in this particular community. Um, and again, I walk into the stores and I see Jewish individuals in the stores. Um, so it's, it's, it's something that, that needs, to be, needs to be looked at. It definitely needs to be looked at and it's something we need to be taking more seriously. He talks about the importance of credit. Again, we're talking about fiscal responsibility and building generational wealth. I posted a post about how I'm in debt. Listen, I'm in debt 120000 from from school debt. Again, I have three degrees. But, you know, if I can go back, I would have definitely, you know, made some, some different decisions. I'm an advocate of, of not getting degrees that are mean, I don't want to say meaningless, but in essence, they're meaningless. And you, you graduate and you're not using it. So I made reference to art history. I made reference to sociology. Now, if you're going to be have a sociology and get a master's and get a doctorate of sociology and teach sociology, then yeah, because that's your passion. But when you get a art history degree and you're doing social work, then why didn't you get the social work degree? Why didn't you get a business degree? Why didn't you get a science and math degree? Something where... Uh, First, it's not a lot that's uh, not a lot of individuals, especially in, in our in my community who are uh, who have those degrees. But again, we need to stop getting degrees just to say we finished college, that we just did, that we achieved something. Yeah, achievement is great. But now what's next? And for me, listen, I'm, I, I wasn't the smartest with it. I, I spent a lot of the loans that I had on on frivolous nonsense. I know in one, in one song I'm, I may reference that or probably not. Or throwing money in the club. I wasn't throwing money in the club, but I was I wasn't investing it. I didn't take the the seven hundred dollars that I got from a refund check and put it in the stock market. Imagine if I did that. If I took seven hundred and I invested in a stock back in two thousand and one, and here we are, two thousand seventeen, and it was a stock that that continued to grow over time. I probably wouldn't have one hundred and twenty thousand dollar debt. But again, we got to start instilling that in, in, in our community. We need to have these conversations. And that's why I'm glad he did bring that up. Um, and another song, the third song, which was Smile. Uh, of note here, he talked about you know, what came out of this was that his mother is a lesbian. And I'm, listen, 
I'm clapping. That's what's up. That's what's up. You got to be happy in this lifetime. We can, we can sit and we can worry about others and how they view us and what light they view us. Oh, she's a lesbian. She's a lesbian. Who cares? Who cares? That's her life. Let her live it. And so I, I thought that was just so important. And then she talked about it. She didn't talk directly about it at the end because he did. He talked about it mostly. But it's listen, those difficulties allowed him what he saw his mother going through and, and what she went through that, that allowed them to grow. I'm sure that made that bond even closer. He's happy to see his mom in love, albeit with another woman. And I think that's how we should be. I think if, if, if tolerance and love really ruled the world and, and everybody looked at everything from a perspective of love and are you happy? And, and, and matter of fact, are you health, happy and it's healthy? Then what's the problem? We'd be in a much better place. And so if note here, he, he also talked about my therapist said I relapsed. Now, granted, it wasn't, I, I don't have the particular bar prior to that uh, to really say if that's what he was referencing, some type of, of dealing with some type of, of, of mental wellness issue. And I'm big on language, so you won't, you'll rarely, if you hear me say mental illness, that's a slip up. Because I usually say mental wellness. Because I don't, I don't think, me personally, I don't think I'm ill. I think I'm well. I just deal with depression and anxiety on a daily basis. And so, but I thought that was, that's important that he said that because somebody may be like, yo, Jay, got a therapist? All right, I'm, I'm going to get a therapist to deal with what's happening with me. I know when I go out and I'm speaking at, at colleges and high schools and professional conferences, I'm very transparent. Listen, I've had a therapist. I have multiple therapists. I'm on medication. This is all for me to have a happy and healthy life. So I don't care who I tell. And the response is often good. You know, I've, I've, People have reached out saying, listen, uh, Phil, Mr. Phil, I, I heard you talk and that it, it makes me want to go get a therapist. Some have actually gone. Some it just it just planted that seed because they may not be ready um, for it for another 10 years. The statistics show that most people usually go 10 years prior to seeking any treatment for mental wellness issues. And so that was critical. Uh, and then he also talked about just being wary of, of, of people um, just, oh, wait, no, no, that's the next song, that's the next song. We can skip to the next song, no, Caught the Ride. And that's just, he's just basically talking about just being wary of relationships. That relationships that, that seem all well and good, they can very well change. Again, a relationship will go from being great to being toxic at the, at the blink of an eye. I know it, right now what's happening is, is, I'm about to say Black Rob again. Rob and Black China, they're having their, their issues broadcasted on social media. And, <clears throat> and I discussed it on Instagram, Phil underscore Quadify, Q-U-A-D-E-F-Y. Um, just my thoughts on it, my thoughts on it briefly, is that it's, a, it's unfortunate. It's, very, it's such a toxic relationship. Unfortunately, children are involved. Um, and we have two people who do not know how to cope in a healthy manner. So they resort to, to childish ways in an effort to hurt one another. And so, unfortunately, again, children are involved and hopefully they're able to, to uh, reconcile. They need to go to some type of uh, family therapy in order for them to at least have a, a healthy co-parenting relationship. 
So again, let's touch on it. So, um, so yeah, so that's pretty much it with that. Then four, four, four. That's the next song because I'm, I'm gonna speed this up. I don't want to go for for an hour. I'm known for going like an hour and a half because I, once I start talking, I could talk. And so four, four, four was one of the bigger tracks. My probably my favorite, but just because the beat is is hard. Like it's a hard beat. And so this where again he talks. This is his open his open letter to Beyonce. He's talking about infidelity. He's talking about not being ready. No, when she was, and that happens. It's happened to me. It's happened to people I've known. Where listen, you you're in a relationship, but you're just not ready. But you don't want to lose that individual, and you're still trying to figure out who you are in the process. Which is yes, it's unfair, but it is natural. I think it's it's important to be open and honest to say, listen, I'm not ready for a relationship, and and leave it up that to that person to make a decision. Because it. In the event that you don't do that, it's it's selfish. It is selfish. I've been again. I've been selfish, and that's one thing you'll hear about me. I'm, I'm very transparent. I talk about my life, and and everything that's happening in it. Uh, just because again, I think you can learn from it. You can learn from it. I could I could give you you know I could talk from a clinical perspective, but I choose not to because again, this is a forum that's open and honest. You good man. And so again, he talks about just being emotionally available. And that's that's big. That's big. Because, again, we're in these situations. We don't want to lose people. We recognize when we have somebody dope, when we have somebody who who we care about. But then it's just that it's that piece that's not that we feel like we're missing out on or that's not being fulfilled. And we feel the need. But again, that's where honesty, that's where good communication comes in. That's where good communication, because communication goes a long way. Um, and, and ensuring that you're that you're well in all at, in all areas, and and so, and one of the things it, what he said was, and it goes back to the to the Robin Black China. Listen, I don't want to have to explain to you my comments to your mom in, in Robin Black China's case, or why me and your mother aren't together because I was unfaithful, uh, and so that that played a big part in his growth and that does for for a lot of men and just a lot of people in general and so fast forward family feuds that's a old heads you know old heads versus young fellas listen that's a that is a, a big issue i didn't realize that until i became 34 i do have a, a stepson i call him my son he's 17 and listen i'm double his age and it's just like we don't luckily we don't clash because we're very similar but like even musical differences like I, I, I listen to Jay, I listen to Nas, I listen to people with substance. He listened to Playboy Cardi, Little Yachty, who they're just, I don't know what they're talking about. It's, I just, again, I tell him, listen, whatever, if they're saying something, you understand. You're smart enough to recognize that this is just music. It's unfortunate because I don't want you to, to, to take in that type of energy and that type of negativity. But again, who am I? I listen, just because Nas... Uh, you know, Nas talked about some things in songs that were like detrimental to your wellness if you actually lived it and wasn't able to decipher the difference. So again, it's again it's about instilling um, values and instilling uh, and helping hone um, the the critical thinking skills of the youth, and that's one of the primary roles of an old head like myself. And so then he goes to Bam. That's really I'm not. I don't really care about that. Um, 
again, moonlight, the lack of individuality, the individuality in hip hop culture. Yeah, there's a lack of, of individuality, but again, it takes time. I can always tell somebody from my generation why, because they got a polo shirt on, <laughs> they got some type of jeans, and they might have Timberland boots on. That's my generation. I could I could look at them and tell them, listen, you're between the age of uh, probably about 32 to 40-ish. And usually I'm right, because that's we all look alike. We all dress the same. And so no difference now. It's just the clothes got a little tighter. Which, listen, I don't... I'll save that for another episode because, listen, I'm not against it. Whatever makes you happy. But a lot of people attribute tight clothes and and fabric and holding bags to homosexuality and things like that. And I think it's just a a faulty assumption. But, again, I'll save that for for another one. Um, Again, Mercy Me, just talking about his home, growing up in the projects, and now he's he's successful and wealthy. Uh, Legacy. Legacy is big. Legacy is big, especially in the... with regards to wellness. Now, people look at legacy, yeah, I'm leaving money, I'm leaving um, tangible items. That's dope. Yes, and you should. My goal is to leave my daughter a million dollars. That's my goal. And not from a life insurance, uh, a life insurance policy, which we need more of. A lot of, more people need life insurance policies because I'm seeing a lot of people who they have, people are passing away and they're doing GoFundMes to fund the funeral. And so you can get life insurance and for for almost a dollar a month if you look at different places. So I think we definitely need to take legacy and, and looking at past, what are we passing on um, serious. Now, how it relates to wellness is that, listen, I want my daughter to be mentally well. And so right now I'm, I'm planting in her. That's my legacy. I want her to be mentally well, emotionally well, physically well, and spiritually well. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do everything in my power to instilling her the importance of of the of those things so we do work out she did run track even though she quit that's another story for another day those who listen to no 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 booking info probably know the story but as far as spiritual no i don't go to church um me personally i'm agnostic somebody might press the button and turn it off now but yeah you know i believe in a higher power but listen i want her to be able to find the truth for her that could be Christianity, that could be Islam, that could be Buddhist, that could be anything. But I want her to find the truth for her. And that's why I allow her to just be open and to explore. And then as far as mental and emotional health and wellness, listen, I don't talk to my daughter in any type of way. Rarely do I raise my voice. Um, but listen, it happens because we're human. I may raise my voice when I'm upset at, at times, but it's rare. I make sure I never tell her because I said so. I, want, I don't want to stifle her voice in this world and so I want her to be able to question everything because I will not be here forever and if she doesn't feel comfortable in expressing herself when she's 40 years old 30 20 and when I'm gone then I feel like I failed as a parent that's me personally other people feel otherwise so that's the legacy I'm leaving self-confidence ensuring that you're well in all areas and so, yeah, so, I mean, overall, I listen, I think it's a dope album. I think it's a dope album. At first, I was like, eh, I saw the people hype on social media and things like that, talking about the album. But when I sat down and listened to it and I really dissected it, uh, it was just like, you know what, this is, this is cool. Now, I've seen a lot of critique. I've seen a lot of critiques from articles, especially from, from black women. Uh, no shade. 
uh, talk about this is the problem, women always waiting around for men to get themselves together. And it's just like, listen, we're growing. We're adults. You know, it takes time. It takes time. And so for somebody, yeah, at 47, you would wish he was like this at 37. You would wish he was like this at 27, at 17, and have this type of awareness. But experience, hopefully, breeds some type of awareness that impacts change. And so I'm definitely going to leave you with that. Listen, change can happen. Change can happen. You either, I was once told you either change to get something or to keep something. And so you'll recognize what that is when that situation is right in front of you. You'll recognize. So listen, that's my first, my first podcast as you good man. Uh, definitely leave us some feedback. I could be reached at P-H-I-L underscore quadify Q-U-A-D-E-F-Y on Instagram. Also on Twitter, even though I'm not really a Twitter head, Twitter, a tweeter, Twitter, Twitterer. Yeah, something like that. Whatever, whatever your, your president is, <laughs> I'm rarely on there, but I guess I'm going to start getting back on there now. You can catch me on Facebook.com backslash uh, Philip. that's two L's, MSW, M is in Mary, S is in Sam, W is in water. So listen, I appreciate it. Definitely leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know positives. Uh, areas of improvement but again this is just we're just trying to bring some information um from a male perspective especially for the for the brothers out there and not not just saying brothers and black brothers but just our gender as a whole and hopefully ladies you can learn something along the way i appreciate you guys peace